Hey, Main Streeters, this is Dave from the podcast. Great episode coming up with Jen out of the country on an Adventures by Disney adventure. Quasi producer Heather steps in and we talk all about special needs in the parks. It's a fun episode that we've been planning for a while. And I did want to mention at the top here that we give a lot of tips and ideas for special needs in the parks, as well as sharing some of our own family experiences. But it is worth noting that we know that all kids are different. So if you meet one special needs child, you've met one special needs child. So while we talk about things that work for us and for many families we know, and we hope you can use many of the things we discuss for your own family's magical adventures, we do know that it doesn't work for all families, so we definitely want you to enjoy the show, but just know that we understand that all kids are different. And with that, enjoy the magic. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jen Novotny and David Dollar. Hi, Heather. Hi, Dave. How are you? It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast. We are without Jen, who is currently ziplining through Costa Rica, or that's what her video showed earlier, <laughs> um, which is looks pretty cool. I'm like, she's ziplining through Costa Rica. I'm walking through Walmart, looking at Thomas trains with my kid. <laughs> you know, it's the life of a co-host for a podcast. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm I'm wonderful, Heather. Let's kick the show off. Of course, quasi producer Heather joining us for the show because Jen's not here. She's our she's our third co-host, really. So, Heather, how did you Disney this week? I actually just sealed up the uh, suitcases because we are heading to Disney in like 72 hours. We are going to go down for a long weekend, and mm-hmm. we are excited to hit up food and wine again. So, I Disneyed by triple checking my packing. Which is what I do every single time, like the week before, even though I've been packed for weeks. Do you still find yourself missing certain key items whenever you get there? Like, oh, I didn't pack this. Or are you kind of like, you know what? I I very seldom miss anything because of the way I pack. I overpack and I tend to find myself saying, I do not need to pack all this stuff. Stop packing so much stuff. But then every trip, I can't stop myself from doing it. <laughs> It'll be fine. We are over here on our side. We are getting ready for we got, of course, the 40th in October, uh, the end of September, October, the 40th for Epcot. And my lovely wife, Stephanie, is joining me for the weekend to come down with everybody, all, all of our all of our people. And then in December, of course, we have an agency trip. But of course, my family's also coming down that week. So I'll be spending time with the family and with my upon a star family. And so we've spent the week gathering our tickets, getting our park pass reservations set up, you know, purchasing tickets. And um, I'm having to add on an extra day to the to the uh, to the week that I'm there because I'm at Pop Century while the rest of my family's in Animal Kingdom Lodge because there's no room for me in the lodge. Even though the last night I may or may not be sleeping on the floor because we're leaving early the next morning and I don't <laughs> want to pay whatever. So I'll be at All Star Music because great travel agent rate. I could have saved twenty five dollars by going to sports, but I'm not going to sports. I'm, I refuse to spend time in sports right now because it's just. It's not good right now. It's it's kind of a mess. And no, so, well, it's, it's not, not good. It's not a mess. They're refurbishing, and until they refurb, I don't. I'm not worried about going to sports. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, so that's been yep. our entire week. Just one thing after the other. Like, what about tickets? Got your reservations? Okay, let's look at dining. We've got dining coming up. All right. So Steph's got her her contemporary dress that she purchased, which is now too big. Oh my um, gosh! Right? So uh, amazing. She so looks great. so amazing though. Well, 
for the first time, probably in maybe our, my lifetime, as long as I can remember, she's taking it to a tailor to get it altered. Uh, like I cannot, I don't think I've ever taken anything to an actual tailor or a seamstress. And she's had to take her dress there to get kind of fixed up a little bit because, you know, it's too big on her. And so now Heather, we've got to find, um, we've got to find monorail accessories or something to wear. Like I've got the contemporary shirt. She's got the dress. I don't know if there are still monorail ears out there. We can't find them. I can't find the monorail fanny pack now that used to be like everywhere. Now it's not here anymore. So we're trying to look for something monoraily to go on each of us to kind of give the whole sense of whatever. Maybe I'll wear my monorail pins on my lanyard. I don't know. When I was there a few weeks ago, they still had the contemporary ears. I will check this weekend to see if they okay. still have them. That would be good. That would be good. Just in yes. case because yes. think, you know, she can wear those ears and you know, really she needs to go party. on Etsy and order some like custom monorail earrings. I thought about that too, or just mm-hmm. getting a headband or some sort of something and that we can look on that has monorail on it. So because you know we're the contemporary for uh for for the Halloween party, which is I never thought I'd say we're going as a resort, but how exciting! It's better than going than all star sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so tonight we got a little bit of news. We're going to talk about something also that's that's near and dear to both of our hearts: our special needs and uh, special needs children. We'll talk about that and special needs at Disney. But hey, let's jump on some news real quick. It's all the news that's fit to print with David Ola and Jen Vatney. Yeah! News! Heather, testing at Tron. Now, the headline is human testing at Tron, which sounds a little ominous, but they're putting humans, real-life people, on Tron, and apparently those tr- those cars are running every minute to a minute and a half and been going, like, most of the day in the last few days. They're, they're going and going and going. I'll be honest with you, Heather. I was thinking they would not have Tron open probably until, like, maybe next May. I'm wondering if they're going to try to get this thing open by Christmas. I I don't know. I, I don't know. So I have been telling that ramp goes up. They the ramp goes up. That's the entrance to get into the building. Mm-hmm. Um, the inside of it is screens and a bunch of neon lights. So if they are testing it with humans, mm-hmm. I mean, we're at the point that they are testing the timing of the screens matching up. When you are riding the ride. Right. And I think all you're going to need is the landscaping outside once they say, okay, all the screens are timed up right. I mean, they'll probably still test it for a couple months, but there is a good chance that if it's not in December, I'm saying it's going to be like February or March. Well, that's the thing. Something this big. I I figure you wouldn't open in January or February. You might save to March for spring break, but it's almost like either Christmas season or let it kick off summer. But that's a big five or six month gap in there. If they're already doing human testing, because my, my theory was, of course, it's been kind of understood now that the 50th anniversary uh, birthday celebration will end on March 31st. And I think sometime mm-hmm. in April, they're going to transition into the 100th birthday of Walt Disney Company because it's the 100th year. And so Tron is going to be kind of the big kickoff for that, like open it up in early May, maybe mid-May or whatever. Get that thing going. Early testing for Memorial Day weekend like they did with Guardians. That's going to be the 100 year kickoff. Tron, but I mean, again, if they're already doing human testing on it, you know, it seems like, I mean, I guess November would be a good point for it. Maybe December 1st. I don't know. Um, it wouldn't shock me to see it open this fast. I, maybe. We'll see. And maybe that, that will be one of the announcements of D23. Maybe they're going to tell us, here's when Tron is opening. But if they're testing with real people and not the little fake dummies and the weights mm-hmm. anymore, it's further along than you think. And once you start seeing the landscaping going in, well... 
yeah, let's prepare for Imagineering behind it. But I mean, being on it, it's screens that are in there as you're right. riding right. on the track. So it's not, it's not super duper involved like per se Guardians. I mean, and they already had a model to base it off of. Right. So they right. know right. what everything has to be timing wise. They're just copying it from Shanghai. So we'll see. Also, Heather, I know you're excited about this because the Moana attraction is coming right along at Epcot. Uh, it is a water-based experience. It's going to allow guests to explore and engage with water as it travels from our skies to our oceans and back again. The walkthrough will depict the water cycle through a variety of environments overseen by Moana, who will be depicted in the rock work as the water arrives at the ocean. Now... Do you know anything else about this attraction? I know that you're excited about it because Moana is your girl, hence the Moana mom. That's you. Um, mm -hmm. Anything to add to this little little tidbit of information? Not that um, has been released yet to the public other than we just need to be clear that people as they're like reading this online or seeing it on social media, it is not a ride. It is not like and like something that you're going to get into it is something that you are going to be able right. to walk through and it's going to tell a story so think those jumping fountains what i am thinking in my head something like that on steroids like that's gonna be awesome uh, it's gonna be fabulous and the rock work that they are doing for it omg omg well, it doesn't take much to impress me when it comes to controlling water because and i don't know i, I know you there's a park down the street that you're not a huge fan of and maybe you don't acknowledge but if you go to that park down the street i don't know why you would but if you do <laughs> there is an attraction called poseidon's fury i believe and you walk through this tunnel and there's this tunnel of water and it's like shooting around you so you're walking through a circle of water all the way down this tunnel and i'm fascinated by that i walk through there and i'm like this is so cool i mean disney does anything like that and above and i'm going to be just floored i mean just mm -hmm. it's you know water is such a, a hard thing to harness and control to so whatever they're going to do with it I mean, I'm fascinated by the spitting water in Epcot and in Splash Mountain where they do that. The water is jumping over the boats from a little hole to the other. I'm like, this is really neat. So it's not going to take much to embrace me. I know. <laughs> really I'm won't. super excited about now, it. Now, we mentioned D23. That's coming up and we're all obviously all anticipating a lot of attractions being, being announced, like the Tron Life Cycle, probably the opening date. We don't know for sure, but we expect that will be announced. Um, we'll have more than likely the closing date for Splash Mountain will be, will be you know, announced i'm guessing it's probably going to be if i had to guess i'm going to say either january when they do the annual closing and they're done or they will push it to like april 1st april 2nd get through the entire 50th and then close it and it'll be closed for a good year and a half to two years mm -hmm. uh, as it becomes a tiana's bayou adventure uh, another thing that we're thinking of is moana we'll get that now the panel usually comes at d23 and typically it comes towards the end of the entire weekend well this time it's going to be on the saturday uh in the morning now, September 11th, is that Saturday or Sunday? That is a Sunday, isn't it? No, it's a Sunday. So this is it. This is the final panel of the D23, one of the final panels. It'll be September 11th, 10.30 Pacific time. That is uh, that is uh, 12.30 my time, which is central. That is 1.30 your time. It'll be streaming on d23expo.com slash live. The panel is called A Boundless Future Disney Parks Experiences and Products. It'll be hosted by Disney Parks Experience and Products Chairman Josh tomorrow. Your guy, Josh, will be, ho will be hosting... This will be something that will be jam-packed online. My guess will be hard to get into, even online, because so many people are going to want to see it. But they're going to come out. It's going to be a 90-minute presentation, and this is when they're going to announce, I don't want to say everything, but all the plans they have for the next two years. What's opening? Right. What's coming? There will be surprises. This is when D23 and 14 or 15 is when they said, hey, guess what? 
we got a Star Wars land coming up. What? Nobody expected Nobody saw that. It coming. And so we're going to hear some things that maybe we didn't know. We're going to hear some things maybe that, that are coming up. You know, they will be Marvel and Star Wars and things like that all the way through the entire weekend. But that one panel, that's the one that if I had to pay for a ticket to go, it's I'm camping one. out for the entire day to get to that one panel. And I'm going to be on my phone the entire day. I'll be online. I probably will leave church early just to come home <laughs> and get in front of the computer <laughs> and watch Twitter and watch the live stream so I can just report like, you know, on a, on a post what's happening, what's happening what's, and report to the rest of our group on, on Facebook Messenger that doesn't pay attention, you know, because we want to we want to get the message out there. So it's going to be exciting, exciting. Uh, final thing here. The Halloween party is, of course, selling out. That's Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. If you don't have a ticket for August, you're not going to go, which there's. Apparently, when you guys hear this, it won't be August anymore anyway. If you don't have a ticket for September, unless it's the 29th, you're also not going to go. Tickets are completely sold out. Um, the also the sold-out dates for October, the 4th, the 10th, the 11th, the 18th, 30th, and 31st. And that leaves you about five or six parties in the middle to go to, but they're selling out. I would imagine by early to mid-September, all parties will be sold out. Uh, if you're a military, you can go to the gate. You can get a ticket right there as your military because they always hold some back for military. Uh, beyond that, parties are gone. Sorry. To get in, so, uh, <laughs> no Christmas parties have sold out. I just checked that this evening. Nothing has sold out yet, but I'm guessing that some of those will start selling out pretty soon because they've been on sale for a month or two. And uh, as, as Halloween starts to roll through and people start looking ahead to their vacations, Christmas tickets will start to disappear, I think. Um, final bit of news here. Um, we mentioned this last week uh, or last couple of weeks, and we wanted to get you to talk about it, Heather. The Magic Band Plus experience. You're really the only one that's really fully, truly experienced this Magic Band Plus Um well, the only one of our little group, anyway. I mean, obviously, it's been out for about a month or so. How did it work? Let's talk a little bit about the Magic Band Plus, the band. What did they do? How did it work? Is it worth spending the money for it? Give us your give us your rundown. So I was there uh, on release day, the day that they released, and it was bananas because everybody, the lines, they were, you know, everybody wanted one. Right. They did have a good amount released at that time. And since then, they have a ton more that they have released design-wise. I will say that I think we were there. We did it prior to sailing on the Wish and then right after we sailed on the Wish. So it released before we sailed. Mm -hmm. And that first day, they had cast members at, I am not joking, almost all of the gold statues. Which nice. I said, I know that I had mentioned it in one of the Facebook groups. I just want to let you guys know how this is working on opening day and Disney stepped it up and it was working phenomenal because nice. they had, they had cast members showing you, okay, well, here's where you need to stand in order to kind of make it work. And if it wasn't working, it's almost like, I don't want to say they were taking notes, but they were trying to figure out what is the best angle to kind of make it work on. Mm -hmm. So um, anytime you are within, I'm going to say like six, maybe like six to eight feet. Maybe it's like 10 feet. I don't know. Because this will, you, maybe you can judge this because I'm not good with distance. If you are within the vicinity of one of those gold statues, your magic band will vibrate and light up to let you know, hey, something's near you that's mm -hmm. going to interact with that's you. That's awesome. And so anytime we weren't paying attention and just walking through the park, it would buzz. And it's like, wait a minute, what is around me that is going to interact with this? And it's almost always the statue. But we were on the people mover. And you know how the stitch one is on the purple wall? Right. When we were on the people mover, we're going around. And then all of a sudden, you know, my kids are like, mom, mine's vibrating. Where's the magic? And I said, 
oh my goodness, we're going over Stitch and it was picking it up when we were on <laughs> the People Mover. So um, you you don't want to like be going like super fast, like right. moving your magic band in front of it. So if you go like kind of slow like this that we have learned, it picks up the sensor, it lights up and the um, statues talk. I do think that the sensors they will probably upgrade them like in the next I, I mean are they going to keep them up after the 50th i would hope so i hope so the statues definitely i mean i think they put too much work into the statues yeah. they may retheme them a little bit take, and not put the 50th put, little put 100 thing or and mm -hmm. maybe put more statues in for the 100th I don't yeah know, but, and um, add an additional 50. Oh, put some more put some more statues in places besides magic kingdom because magic kingdom yes. i feel like there's 30 in animal kingdom there's like four <laughs> yes and they're all so the front Make add them hard. into the other parks um they were working with the help of the cast members. When we came back and we were doing it on our own, I know specifically Hollywood Studios, we really wanted Edna Mode to work so bad. And it was not working for us. And then some random family walked up and it worked swimmingly for them. So we were like, <laughs> oh my goodness. I think it's just that maybe the sensors need to be um, bigger or less less on target to mm -hmm. make them work. Um, do I think it's worth it? That's a good question. I think if you are a Disney fan and you are obsessed with all things Disney, you need one. I don't think you're going to collect these and match right. them to your outfit the way that you did the old Magic Bands. And um, I will say that you want to make sure that you give it a full charge. Do not go into the park and buy one of those bands and just put it on and think this thing's going to work the entire day. Right. It will not. It will work to get you into the park to scan your Genie Plus passes, anything like that, because it still has that RFID card in it. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to light up and do the fancy things with the fireworks and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we literally, when we purchased them, didn't even use them, like went back to the room, charged them, went back, got them. There you go. And then the second day we did a full charge and it worked the entire day for us. I just think they need to tweak it a little bit. Um, I got the orange brand one. I don't okay. think I'll buy another one other than the orange red one, even though I love the Main Street Electrical Parade one that just came out. Yeah, that just came out after we mm -hmm. after a bunch of us already ordered the initial run. Yeah. <laughs> I ordered the partner statue, and Stephanie got the uh, the orange bird one. So, um, yeah, we're and we're gonna do that. We're gonna each have one, and that's it. Um, what I what I gather, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, basically, but it's it's for the statues. It's also for the kind of the glow at the show part too, like mm -hmm. you light up at night for the fireworks. And in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you can play some pretty cool Bounty Hunter games. Those That's kind of the main three purposes right now. This is an open palette, though. I feel like this is something they're going to be able to really add on to as time goes mm -hmm. by. And some new games, maybe a game in Toy Story Land, maybe a game in, you know, in the Oasis, in Animal Kingdom. Maybe uh, you'll have some sort of... This will be perfect to replace whatever it is going on now with the adventure with, I think, Agent P's adventure or Kim Possible or whatever adventure they have right now in, in, in Epcot where they used to have like little phones you can go around and do each country or whatever. This would be perfect for that, to install that. This would be a perfect use of the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom uh, technology. If you wanted Ooh, to redo yeah. something like that, you wouldn't have to have cards and stuff. Or you can get cards, but use cards above your band and have it do something or whatever. You wouldn't have to have all the mirrors and windows all over the place. And um, So I think there's a lot they could do with this. Uh, I'm glad they ha they went ahead and opened it up and got them out there so they can start adding to it. I wish they had more stuff initially so, they, so I wouldn't be telling my clients, yeah, there are three great things you can do. Just the three <laughs> statues and fireworks and, you know, Star Wars. Not a Star Wars fan, huh? And you're going to skip the fireworks. Okay, well... 
Um, well, the regular magic bands are good too. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, but I, I also I believe I've been told that you need to have a six, at least a sixty percent charge on it when you get it. If it's not at least sixty percent, don't use it. You, it's going to die on you, you like that. So you got to charge it because and it comes with the charger. Hold that charger. This is something Chapek will probably charge for later. So <laughs> hold on to that charger just in case. Um, well, I think yeah. that's the other issue too is that it has a specific charger to it. You just can't plug it in, you know, to mm. a USB. Right. I mean, it has the USB thing to charge it, but it's going. It has to be on its specific charger to charge. Right. And I think a lot of times, maybe not so much your first night or your second night on your Disney vacation. Maybe that third night you're like oh my goodness i'm exhausted y'all take off your magic bands you forget to charge them next day they're not lighting up they're gonna work to get you into the park to let you into your room to do all the fancy stuff like uh give you your genie plus pass to let you charge a ridiculous amount of things to your room of course but it's not going to light up they won't now are they heavy they look big Mm -hmm. are they heavy on your arm okay good 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 no they're bigger they're bigger but they're not i thought that they would be to be honest i didn't even notice it i mean it's Mm -hmm. lighter than like an apple watch or anything like that It's just, I think, the lighting mechanism is what makes it so wide on the top. The other, co- the other thing I heard, and we'll end with this: uh, the the band itself. Did you have any problems with the band staying on? Was it was it loose on you? I know that I think the Main Street Electrical Parade band I heard was coming loose a little bit the way it was designed, but you know you kind of tighten a little bit and you're fine. Did you have any problems with the band itself staying on your wrist or getting loose? I did not, and I did not do the whole pop-out thing for my kids because I figured at that price point they can wear it for a while. So I didn't want to pop it out and then say, a year from now, your wrist is too big for it. No, we're keeping it big. Um, But... Uh, we are annual pass holders, so we have that little orange thing. Mm-hmm. So for the kids, all I did was put our pass holder thing around the bottom of it. Okay. So that if it was a little too big, it just didn't slip off. And you right. can really kind of do that. You can even do that with like a little rubber band if you're not a pass holder. Just okay. slip it around there for your kids if you don't want to like pop it out so that it smits a, uh, fits a smaller wrist. And okay. then you can do that. Perfect. You can get these, of course, in your Disney Experience account leading up to your trip. You can buy regular bands, and as Heather said, the new selection of Magic Bands. They're releasing new ones all the time. I know over the summer, you'd go and order your Magic Band, and there would be like four designs. Like one would be Old Key West, and then a Pride Band, and then a Star <laughs> Wars Band, and there's Miss Marvel, and there's one celebrating Rock and Roller Coaster, and it's like, okay... I don't want any of these bands. What do I do? But now they've come. They got a whole new selection on there. Mm-hmm. Get them with your trip at a discount price, usually about ten bucks off. Which is, considering these bands are running anywhere from thirty-five to forty-five to fifty dollars, depending on what the bands are, ten dollars mm-hmm. is ten dollars. So we'll take it. So, awesome. No, the one thing we want to roll into here is we're going to talk a little special needs at the parks. Now, of course, I have a son. He's ten years old with autism. He is nonverbal to the point where you can't really carry on a lot of conversations with him. Uh, he talks in song lyrics. He talks in repeating what you see at the checkout stand. Please wait for assistance. Um, you know, please insert card. Remove card now. He repeats those lines. He knows all. Of the, he knows what Whole Foods says versus what Publix says versus what Sprouts Market says. He knows all of this. It's really fun. Um, he loves song lyrics. He likes to talk in general, like words here or there. But most of the part, most of the time, he's kind of nonverbal. Uh, so that's with him. And we have a... We have a blast at Disney. He has been going to Disney since he was about nine months old. He's been to Disney parks probably about a dozen times at this point. Uh, he's been to Disneyland twice. I've only been one more time than him, and I'm in my late 40s at this point. And so <laughs> he has grown up with Disney. Uh, we have never taken him to Universal. I'm not even sure he knows Six Flags even exists. Uh, he loves Slinky Dog is his favorite ride. He, Barnstormer was his first coaster. He's a thrill seeker. Uh, but with autism, there are some challenges. 
And we'll get to those in a second, Heather. I want to kind of just open up for you and let you talk a little bit about what, you know, uh, your girls. And if you don't mind sharing a little bit about maybe some of the challenges they face in the parks and, um, you know, what's going on with you. So my oldest daughter is a limb differential child. She is missing uh, parts of her limbs. Mm -hmm. And she also had several surgeries on her one leg because she was born with a club foot. So her one leg is significantly shorter than the other one. So um, that being said, there are some mobility issues in terms of walking. Sometimes uh, you can tell whenever she starts to limp, she is just in a lot of pain just because of the gait of her walk. And I have opinions on um, Disney being amazing Mm-hmm. for children with limb differences <laughs> versus I will not name the park. It is not the one down the street. Mm-hmm. It is another one um, that is not so kind to children who have limb dis- differences or are missing limbs um, where they do not feel that these children can ride rides, which makes zero sense to me. Are you thinking about the park that was built brick by brick or the one uh, where yes. you just kind of all went? Okay, yes. the brick by brick park. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Okay, you just can't seem to let go of it, can you? Okay, I, I cannot. <laughs> that is that is that's sad. That is really sad, especially mm-hmm. in this day and age when special needs is something that's so prevalent now, and not just cognitive disabilities, but other disabilities as well. As as the society has grown up, is growing up into the future, you know, there are things that are more, I guess, more discovered. There are things that are more nuanced, and we're finding out more things about our children as we go. Versus, come on, just toughen up. You're fine. Versus. Well, nowadays we actually pinpoint, okay, well, I see some things that are that are issues here. Uh, with autism, it's one of those things that we're just watching explode. Because when my kid went to his elementary school for the first time in the kindergarten, there were three kids in his class. Now there are 11. He's in fourth grade. And so we've watched these kids incrementally just be added to his class as we go. And you're right, Disney is fantastic. We've had Amazing. so many wonderful memories of, of things with cast members that see him and they notice him and they pay attention to him. And it's never executives. It's never the people in the suits. It's never. It's always the the cast member with a name tag, with a city on it, or whatever that will just pick up on something and say, "Hey, you want to ride again?" Or you know, we've done our first coaster. We did the Barnstormer four times in a row, and he got to ride it twice with his grandfather, and once with myself, and once with his mom, because the cast there was not a lot of crowd, and the cast member noticed, and she asked me about special needs, and I was like, "Well, he's autistic. This is his first coaster, and he, we didn't know what he would think. He loves it." And she was like, "Do you want to ride again?" Four times later, she was like, okay, guys, she's like, there are people coming up, but and, which was okay, which is absolutely fine. We have video of that first time on the coaster, and he's giggling and laughing, and he's like, oh, he had no I idea. We had that. no clue. Thus is born a thrill coaster, uh, a thrill seeker. So you mentioned mobility issues. Um, with us, we don't have mobility issues. It's more of a, we want to kind of keep him as bound as possible, kind of, kind of as settled as possible. We do mm-hmm. a stroller. We have a special needs stroller. I'm hoping, and Kingdom Strollers has special needs strollers, and they are fantastic. I love Kingdom Strollers. They don't sponsor our show. We've never gotten ad dollars from them, but they're a great company. However, Kingdom, they only have like two or three special needs strollers. They're reserved a year in advance. We actually, last May or so, when we were looking at our March trip for next year, we tried to reserve it. They're all gone. The December ones are all gone. They're just all gone. So we end up going to another company, which I won't. I won't mention their names, but they're a great company service-wise. We've had a problem with their product. They're quick to come and replace the product, but we've had to have the product replaced. I have an entire story of being in the rain with that, which is yeah. <laughs> um, but we do a we do a special needs stroller, and it's a larger stroller. Our kid's kind of tall. He's like 
he's almost five foot at this he's point. He's very tall. And very tall, very langling, whatever. So we have to push a big, bigger stroller around. And we get to what's called a little red tag called a wheelchair, as a stroller as wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Stick it on there, and this will allow this wheel, this stroller to be a wheelchair, to go through any line. Whereas you have to stroll a parking here or there, you can now push the stroller through the lines. And what this does for us, it allows him to have someplace to sit. So he's not bugging people around him. He's not yanking on the chains. He's not moving things like typical children will do sometimes. Um, you know, we keep him in the stroller. We keep an iPad or an iPhone right there charged up the whole time. He sits in the stroller until it's time to ride. And he'll hop out, hop on the ride. We'll ride. The stroller is there when we come back. He helps ride in and we go off. And we've been doing this now for probably, I would say, four or five years in this wheelchair stroller apparatus. Only one time has a guest ever said something um, as we were pushing the stroller through. He was like, there's a place for that stroller, you know. And I just kind of pulled the tag up and I was like, I know, we got it. And just kept walking. He didn't know. I get it. I understand. I'm still just like, okay, were those obnoxious people pushing the stroller through? Do you not see there's probably a reason we're doing that anyway he was fine mm-hmm. um you know and cast members they'll stop you for a second and you just all you have to do is lift that little tag up and they'll you say, just okay, gotta show them the through. tag go on through so uh do you guys do any strollers wheelchairs anything like that with mobility no so um we used it i think it was on kylie's very first trip to disney because it was shortly after like one of her uh leg surgeries mm-hmm. and we had just pulled her out of the cast because the poor child was like in uh cast fully like on her legs um after she came home so i think it was that first year we just used it i brought along the stroller and they gave it to us that if we needed her to like rest or if we would need to put her in the line or whatever we had it on the stroller but we actually did not utilize it uh what we do utilize is that my dad has arthritis of his spine Mm -hmm. um he is in a lot of pain all the time And he is to the point now where he uh, struggles to like walk. If we are, if he has to get onto small world, it's not happening. I mean, those, those, uh, those little animatronics are going to have to come alive because it's the only thing that's going to get him up out of the boat. He physically can't get on it anymore. So we've never used the stroller one. We have used it with my dad because he will be on a scooter. um, Unless he's recently gotten uh, some of his shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's having a good day. You will almost always see him on his red scooter in the parks just because it's just too painful for him to get around anymore. Mm-hmm. But in terms of Kylie, I believe that we only used it maybe that first time and we kind of just put it on there just for safety because mm-hmm. she was so tiny at that time I could still lift her up and carry her everywhere. So we still waited in the regular line. All right. Well, and I think the benefit for your family and even for ours too, you guys go more than we do, but we've been there so many times. With Mm -hmm. our kid, with Campbell, as long as we hit the high points, Campbell doesn't care that much if we don't ride Small World. Mm -hmm. we got to do the coasters. We have to do Big Thunder, Splash Mountain, while it's open, uh, Slinky Dog, um, Rock and Roller Coaster Tower, the big thrill rides. He wants to make sure he does those. If we didn't do Aladdin's Magic Carpet, he's not going to be like, Aladdin's Magic Carpet, why are we not doing it? He's fine. So the high points for us are fine. Probably the same with you guys. And I guess that also allows you guys to take lots of breaks to go back to the hotel sometimes. Because I know you talk about taking those midday breaks, whereas a first-time family wouldn't do that. They're going to want to hit the parks as long as they possibly can, where you guys kind of take more breaks and everything. Because you can. You've been there before, and you'll be there again very soon. Yes. So we go often and we go all the time. Uh, I joke with Jen all the time that me and Jen do Disney different than everybody else. We sleep in, we will do the pool. We will not hit the parks until like three o'clock and we will go at nighttime, but it's Mm -hmm. just better for our family. But I will say that I have a lot of clients that have children with disabilities. And the one thing that I stress to them all the time is 
You have to take breaks and I can plan this trip out for you as much as you want to do everything. You are not going to be like to be be able to do it or see it all. I mean, I've been going since I was four. I still haven't seen it all. And I, I just looked in our system. You're not going to believe this. I looked in the system to see because I started shortly after I adopted Kylie Mm -hmm. and this will be her 44th trip to (laughs) Disney World. And I was like, these children have like the most magical childhood ever. But um, when a, a child who is either done or in this case, like my dad, he, he, you know, when he's done and that's it. We, we physically cannot make him do anything else and we are on the bus on the boat on the monorail back to the resort and any other plans that we had for the rest of the day are out the window right because it's just too painful for him to get around um if kylie's legs are bothering her and she's just in a lot of pain we know that we're heading back to the pool because the pool kind of gives her muscles a break Mm -hmm. and she kind of just can like chill in the pool feel like she's having fun and she's not really doing anything just kind of sitting there weightless so you do have to give yourself a lot of breaks in the parks um understand that your child is going to designate how your day is going to go and it's okay if plans change because the most important thing to giving yourself a happy trip is making sure that that child is basically or or for this for like us making sure that you have a parent a grandparent that is comfortable as well because when they are miserable they're gonna make the rest of you miserable because you are forcing them to do something that is beyond their physical limitations and it could make other people miserable as well because mm-hmm. with Campbell, when he's upset and he's crying, he could care less who's around him. He's just like, I'm upset, I'm unhappy, I'm going to cry, I'm going to bang my head, I don't care, and I don't care if anybody's listening. That's not my problem. I'm upset right now. And so he could, you know, he'll disturb other guests, including shows and things like that. Uh, and we'll say this a couple of times, but for the listening audience, guys, you know your kids. You know, mm-hmm. you know your adults. You know, you know, if you have special needs, you know what your limitations are. Be in tune with that. Make sure that yes, you you paid a lot of money for this trip. It's a great day. It's beautiful. The Magic Kingdom. There's not a lot of people. We're going to go ride after ride after ride. Three rides in. Somebody's unhappy. Okay, let's take a break. You're not wasting time. What you're doing is you're kind of refueling. You're recharging. Um, you can even ask a cast member, hey, are there some quiet rooms around this area? Uh, I know for us, we we have utilized the baby care center at the front of every park. Now, I wouldn't say suggest doing this and going there taking three-hour naps. But if you need 15 or 20 minutes to go just sit in a lobby and just kind of sit in the quiet and just kind of relax. We've done that before where – because they'll have a microwave and stuff in there. Back when we would take the, the – before we did dining in the parks with Campbell – we would take his food with us, and we would go to the baby care center, heat it up. We'd sit right there in the in the little lobby in the quiet. We we eat real quick. He could recharge ten to twenty minutes, just kind of breathe, you know. And it's just mm-hmm. my kid. Once he gets worked up, he's worked up. I mean, it's mm-hmm. hard to bring him down once he's focused in on something. But you know, your kid. One of the things I also suggest to clients, and this is anybody, especially with a long trip, especially special needs, is don't be afraid to take a morning and just like sleep in. Mm-hmm. Take a pool day. If you've mm-hmm. got a six-day trip planned, maybe take one of those days in the middle. Even if you want to go to the park every day, take a day of maybe on Wednesday, right in the middle of your trip. Sleep in. Don't plan mm-hmm. to go to the park till three or four, or let that be your Christmas party or Halloween party night. Um, or do your Christmas or Halloween party the night before the day you have off. That way, they can stay up late. They can stay up till midnight or even one o'clock in the morning before you get back to your resort. The next morning, they can sleep in. They can it's relax. key. Yeah, it's key. 
And yep. Yep. if you are an adult and you are doing one of those parties with your children, mm -hmm. you need to sleep in the yes. next day. Even if that kid is up at 7 a.m., you need to sleep in the next yep. day because those parties, you are go, 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 go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. It is one of those just, it, it's one of those things you just got to go with. The Genie Plus doesn't work at the parties. The Das Pass will work at the parties, I believe. I believe they, they, they do the same kind of setup. And we've talked about the Das Pass before where it's not a fast pass per se. You're still waiting the same amount of time. You're just not waiting in line. I do say this, and we've Heather and I both have talked about this. We've seen this online where there are people that have used the system. Mm. If you're one of those people, and I've had a, I had a client ask me this once, and if you're that client listening, I'm not making fun of you. I'm trying not to pick on you here, but somebody did say, well, my kid doesn't like lions. Can I get a DAS pass? No, you you can't. Uh, just wait, just not like waiting, not liking to wait in lines. I don't like waiting in lines. DAS passes for those children or adults who physically or cognitively cannot wait in the line without miserable pain. With your child, it's a mobility issue. She's in pain. She's standing up that long, waiting an hour and a half for Seven Doors Mine Train. You know, you didn't get it on Genie Plus. You didn't purchase it, so you're waiting in line. 45 minutes in, she's like, Mom, I'm dying. With mm -hmm. my kid, he, he's going to go nuts. He's going to mm -hmm. go crazy. He's going to disturb everybody around him. So we get that DAS Pass. We use it. We come back an hour and a half later. We can't stack them. It's not like we have them. Okay, we got Seven Doors Mine Train at 1130. Now we got a Jungle Cruise at 1215, and we got a Haunted Mansion. We can't do that. It is one at a time. And honestly, if you got the DAS Pass, a lot of times you're waiting a little bit longer because you go back into the Lightning Lane line. So not only have you had to wait the standby time, you're now having to wait in the line for the Lightning Lane time, which could be an extra 10, 15, 20 minutes. You've actually mm -hmm. had to wait longer with that. So... Please don't abuse the DAS Pass if you can just yeah, get away with don't, it. Great. Just don't just do it. And not a cool thing. Even if, yeah, I will say that I have found a common trend with the parents with children that do have disabilities mm -hmm. that would qualify for it. They might only do it for like mm -hmm. one, maybe two rides because they're like, no, the Genie Plus need, gets me everything right. else. Yep. And it's probably only the one or two rides that, like, for you, I know Campbell loves Slinky. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So maybe Campbell wants to ride that ride two times that day. Use it for him because, you know, he's not going to be able to tolerate that 180-minute line that's going right. to be in there. And you also don't want him, like you're saying, you know your children, you don't want him to have, like, one of his meltdowns. And then, you know, everybody's like, oh, my gosh. What get control your kid? You, you don't understand. My kid's yep. trying to communicate that yep. this is uncomfortable for him. Close quarters, lines, waiting. And it's hard. By the way, he's the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> Little side note we were at Tomorrowland Speedway. Was it last year? Last year. Mm -hmm. It was last year. Yep. And we were getting, November. we were getting off the people mover. And Campbell was in his stroller and he was on his little iPad. And I was like, hi, Campbell. And he like reached out. I was standing next to him. It, I was talking to Stephanie and you mm -hmm. and not even really paying attention. And he grabs my hand and brings it into him. And I started tearing up. I was like, <laughs> he loves me. He doesn't do that often. He does mm -hmm. that with people he really trusts. Um, he's, he's a, he's a good kid. He's respect. He, he's perceptive on character and people. Like I kind of feel like he has a jerk dar, like a jerk radar. If you're a jerk, mm -hmm. he won't come around you. He just doesn't care. But people he really likes, he will he will go to. He is drawn to, and he will hug or he will hold hands with or whatever. He did that with our agent Lindsay. He like as we were pushing in the stroller, he had her hand in a death grip, and they just walked her hand in his. They just walked. It was oh, just I the cutest thing. Um, and with him though, and and this is for all parents, and this is for parents who don't have special needs children. If you see a child having a meltdown, if you see a child 
you know, there was a chance that child is the brat. It could happen. There are brats what? in there like, you yes. know, I didn't, I didn't get my train and I'm so excited. I'm so mad. Mm-hmm. Whatever. There's another chance that maybe like our kid, they just can't communicate what's wrong. And that's that's one of our, our child's big problems is we're still working in communication avenues with him mm-hmm. is is for him to tell us this is what's upsetting me. This is why I'm angry. Um, he's had meltdowns before because we were coming out of mouse gears and the sliding doors were going back and forth. And he thinks that's the coolest thing. He walks into a little spot. The door's open. He steps back. The door's closed. And he did that for probably a minute. And we were like, okay, we need to go. Meltdown. Just pure meltdown because he wanted to be at the doors. He mm-hmm. could care less of the toys. He wanted to be at the doors. He's had a meltdown before where he saw a toy on the shelf that he wanted, even though he owns it and it's back home. Well, he wants it right now. You know, and so for parent for, for parents, for adults, for anybody out there who sees those children having meltdowns, just let it go. It's okay. Let it Don't go. Worry about just, it. just walk away. You're fine. You're let fine. it go. Yeah. It's not affecting you mm-hmm. and just whatever. But yeah. also at the same time, if you see one of those parents that's <laughs> yep. just like, Oh my gosh, I'm at my whist end, just be like <laughs> you need a break like yeah. are you good i helped <laughs> i helped some lady one time her daughter was having a meltdown mm-hmm. but she was just having a meltdown because she mm-hmm. was just being brat she was like listen i'm gonna pretend that i'm walking away can you just like stand here and i was like what and then i heard this kid <laughs> screaming and she just walked around the, right. and she was like mommy and i was like oh my oh my but I I'm mean, here, the mom, now, walking the mom needed like a minute yep. the mom needed a minute to yep. like compose herself i yep. was like i I'm standing here. I I got you. You you stand behind the, the little little fence thing mm-hmm. there. You're good. You're good. Yep. Have your moment, mom. You're good. Yep. Now I I also stress to you guys with um with our kid, he has an iPad. He has an iPhone. He plays with both. He's a big fan of Thomas the Train Engine. He's got Thomas apps on both. One of which we actually installed at Disney World maybe like a year ago. And when I did that, his whole world changed. The next day, he was just Thomas Thomas Thomas, Thomas on on his apps on his iPad. Uh, we got him a new iPad for Christmas, so it's brand spanking new and everything. It requires Wi-Fi, so, G- so Disney, both these require Wi-Fi, so Disney, you got to get on that because we've had some trouble, some big-time trouble mm-hmm. with that. But overall, we have like five chargers, just, you know, one after the other. We just, when he's using one, we're charging the other. When that one dies, we charge this one. We've had the batteries changed on both, so for our next Disney trip, we have two full brand-new batteries on both devices. We have five chargers, including three um including three of the fuel rods. We have a Mophie. We have a big also charger that we're bringing with us. We have this big bag of chargers. And that's really important to bring. And if you're in the park and you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot to bring anything to charge this device. Go get yourself a fuel rod. It's mm-hmm. the best 30 bucks you're going to spend. It's $30, but trust me, it's worth it. Because those in-between times, the one time we forgot to charge anything, we didn't charge our chargers, we're like charging one phone and it died. So the iPad's only up to like 62%. So he gets that. When it finally dies, the phone's only charged up to like 39%. When it died, the iPad only got to like 28%. So we're doing that all day long, trying to get to the end of the night. We barely made it. Like 1% on one and like zero on the other. And oh, it was tough. Uh, yes, did, because swapping those fuel rods is free. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I, I will go to the fuel rod station for like mm-hmm. three or four. If you ever see me online, just know I'm going to be there for a minute because I got four to swap out. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, if they ever get stuck... Their customer service is amazing. I've called that number before. They pick really? it right up. Oh, yeah. And they'll be like, where are you located? What's the number on there? You know, WDW-4067. Okay, you must be in the Tomorrowland station. I am. All right, hold on one second. I'm going to drop you a new one. Do-do-do. Boom. Pops right out. No it's way. It's happened to me two or three times, and they're wonderful. They're oh, so wow. friendly. They do it right there. And they're just like, I mean, it's, just, it's fantastic. It's so good. They've, get, they've given me a new one before, like an entire new kit. Um, before they're like, well, I want to give you a, well, you know, I'm just going to give you a new kit. Let me just give you a new one here. Okay. New kit. Is it pop out? It did. All right. You should be all set. 
They're wonderful. See, They're I love that. Love it. I love, love it. it. Love it. Now, do the girls have any dining issues or any allergies, anything you guys have to worry about with dining um, in terms of table services or even counter services? No, but I do. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, how do you handle that? I am allergic to Special, to Mrs. Special marshmallows. Yes. I am allergic to marshmallows, which is a very, it's a, I, I make jokes. I'm not making jokes about food allergies, mm -hmm. but um, I make jokes that the thing that makes a marshmallow puff also makes me puff. Um, <laughs> I have way. an EpiPen <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's not good. So uh, it's primarily any anything that has like a dessert that's going to have some kind of like a cream frosting or something mm -hmm. on it. Or the new Fry Flight that they have in Epcot yep. for food and wine. One of the, I think it's the sweet potato fry, has a marshmallow cream sauce on it. And I walked up to it. I said, I want a Fry Flight. Um, I'm allergic to marshmallow. Can it not have the marshmallow cream on it? And you would think that you would just be fine to just get the fries and not have them squeeze the stuff on it. Nope. They had to make the calls. <laughs> they had to make like their right? own little basket to guarantee right. with the little stick that says mm -hmm. allergy free. And then I walked away with it. The girls have no um, kind of food issues. I'm really the only one in the family that does. And I kind of know what things to ask about. Mm -hmm. And I've never had a problem in the park. Um, anytime I'm getting a, like a dessert or if I'm ordering a cupcake, I just say, can you just tell me what is in that icing? They find out just like that. They make a phone call. Tell me what's in it. We're golden. We're good on our way. Nice. Nice. Campbell has some special needs. Uh, well, he's not allergic to much, but we're really regulated with his diet. Um, he mm. doesn't do he doesn't do dairy. He doesn't do gluten or wheat. Um, we try to stay. And Stephanie, my wife, is she's so good about this. She stays away from nitrates and preservatives and foods as well if she can help it. When we go to Disney, that sounds like a lot, but Disney has been wonderful. Amazing. With it. Now, one thing to do. When, okay, so if you go to the park, if you're hearing this and you're like, well, we're going next week, it's okay. Talk to your server. Say, you know what? My child has these allergies. Can we do something? They, it might take a little bit longer, and that's okay. And you'll have somebody come out and talk to you about what they can do, this, that, and the other. Kind of revamp the menu a little bit here and there. Counter services are great because a lot of them now are having special like special diet menus. Pizza Rizzo mm -hmm. in Hollywood Studios has an entire menu just for special diets. Like with all the gluten-free pizzas and dairy-free pizzas and everything. And Campbell has pizza from there, and he loves it. The Rizzo is actually pretty good. Um, <clears throat> what you can do, though, ahead of time, if you know ahead of time you're going to go, and which you should know you're going to go ahead of time, but <laughs> you can also contact special.diets at disneyworld.com. And that is a dietary email. What you simply say is, hey, we're going to Disney World on these dates, February the 4th through the 11th. We're going to be eating at these four places, Tusker House, Chef Mickey, Steakhouse 71, and Olivia's at Old Key West for whatever ungodly reason. We're going to be eating those places. My child has these allergies. They will contact each of those particular places, and somebody from those restaurants will contact you. My wife, Stephanie, has had conversations with chefs from just about every character meal restaurant at one point in time or another. And then when we get there, they know you're coming. They have a lot of times they'll have stuff specially prepared for you. Brown Derby had this when we got there. They had it. They actually had a meal specially prepared for him already. Steak was already ready. His potatoes were ready. His French fries were ready. His his food was already. Um, Steakhouse seventy one. The chef came out and talked to us. They were like, okay, so who's got special needs? Oh, this guy right here. All right. So Stephanie's talking to him. She's like, we're staying away from these things. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give him some steak. We won't put any seasoning on it. And uh, carrots good. Can you can you can you cut them up into cubes? Absolutely. We'll cut them up into cubes. And she's like, don't. This is going to sound so stupid, but they really need to be soft. 
perfect. We'll do that. Uh, what about dessert? Let's do a let's do a flourless flourless chocolate a brownie. Uh, a little bit of dairy free and whipped cream on top. Is that not? We'll do that. I mean, just I love wonderful. It. And they do I it all it. on a special counter, so there's no cross contamination. Now, mm -hmm. if your child is severely allergic to certain things, there are certain things parameters they need to know about. Our kid mm -hmm. is not severe. I mean, if a if a goldfish little you know crack of goldfish fell into his food or something, he ate it. It's not the end of the world. It's fine. Mm -hmm. We just try to stay away from it. But they are so wonderful. They're amazing. Every, we've done this now. Probably we stopped taking his food three or four years ago. We've had probably two or three dozen meals there, table service meals. There's only been one that we had trouble with, and that was Vietnopoly and, and Epcot. At the end of the day, it was a hard. It was a hard night for everybody. It was one of those nights when uh, we had the family there, and like literally, Stephanie and I both had to get up and walk away while the aunt and the uncle were there. Kind of looking over him like the, his aunt, Stephanie's sister, she took him outside, they ate pizza outside, and blah, blah, blah. It was a whole ordeal thing. Um, but those those nights happen. They just they mm -hmm. just do. Um, but, uh, yeah, Disney is so wonderful with diets and special needs diets and everything. And if, if you're not special needs, you have dietary issues, contact that number. Contact that email, mm -hmm. special.diets at, at DisneyWorld.com, and get the ball rolling on that. With the DAS Pass, you have two options. You can, of course, go online and do an online video chat uh, if you've never had the special needs person with the DAS Pass before, they're going to want to see that person on video. If they're already in the system, like my kid is, like your kid is, they don't need to see the kid. They just mm -hmm. set you up right there. Now, the downside is they will set you up with attractions ahead of time, uh, which is nice, but a lot of times they're at like 2 and 3 and 4 in the afternoon, So, which is a little inconvenient sometimes. So when you get there, you can make changes if you want to. It's up to you, however you want to do it. Um, what we, we haven't even done the video yet. We tried a couple of times after it first came out. It was just so horrible. Um... Now I heard it's really great. Back then it was just really tough to get through. We just go to the guest relations at the very beginning of the park, at the beginning of our trip. We walk in, we get the wheelchair tag, we set up our DAS Pass right there. All the people that are going to be on the DAS Pass are right there with us. They scan all the bands. We're golden. Up to six people can be on it. Um, you can Actually, take that back. We've had as many as 13 people on the group itself, and then you go in and pick the five other people besides Campbell that you want to ride a ride. So mm -hmm. he can ride three or four times. I mean, he rode Slinky Dog, I think, three or four times in three hours, each with a different section of the family. And so, you know, he's like, I love this. This is fantastic. We should keep <laughs> going to this. And so, uh, so yeah, pack your patience, get the stroller with the wheelchair tag, take some breaks, use the DAS Pass, get those charges and everything, email that special needs uh, special needs line. I know there's probably a thousand things we're missing, but in the interest of time, is there anything else you want to add in here with special needs? Anything to think about? Tips? Stuff we haven't covered yet? No, not that I can think of. Um, and if you don't have time, like you're saying, to like pre-plan to send the email out, mm -hmm. and um, even if you know it's all the hustle bustle, whenever you mm -hmm. go to check in on your mobile app, before yep. you're getting ready to enter into the restaurant because you can check in like 20 minutes early it when you scroll down it says does anybody in this party have any allergies and the second that you click that whenever your service seats you it says i see we have an allergy mm -hmm. can you let us know what it is and then they send the, the chef out to the table too so it's just kind of one last reminder to say that in case you're doing a last minute trip or maybe you grab a last minute dining reservation and you don't have time to contact them in advance it's right there in that little app, too, to help yep. you out. Uh, also, to throw in, we're a little tricky with breakfast. Um, like, the deluxe resorts are going to have real eggs. They're going to have the breaked eggs, and they're going to be able to fry them up separately and everything. Value, probably a lot of moderates, and even a few deluxes, uh, the counter services especially, will just have powdered eggs. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want the powdered eggs, if you don't want your kids to have the powdered eggs, you got to make other arrangements. Because mm -hmm. if you go to the All-Star Music Food Court, which, Heather, I don't <laughs> think you've ever, you even know exists. No, I don't know where court, it is. 
and you ask about real eggs, they're going to be like, we got nothing for you. Um, don't be afraid to get a shipped or a DoorDash or something or a delivery of some sort from wherever to have some real eggs delivered to you. Or what we've done before is take an Uber over to Whole Foods. There's a Whole Foods about three or four miles right off property. Um, there and back for your Ubers, probably 30 or 40 bucks. It's a little steep, but it's a good price to pay to get you know what you need to get get some eggs, maybe get some some snacks that the kids can have, whatever, um, whatever you need to. We've done that plenty of times. Get some avocado that we can cut up for them to snack on during the day. Uh, go to that Whole Foods right there. There's Publix right there. There's Walmart, and Target. We're a Whole Foods junkie right there on Turkey Lake Road. Or you can have a relative that works at Disney that can come pick you up and take you there, which I've done before. Um, so that's always there a good thing. Go. So if we yeah. missed anything, please let us know. If you have any questions about special needs, both of us are happy to help you with anything of special needs because. We deal with it. We we deal with it. And, and this is great that Heather was on here because we were special needs in two different areas, um, different functioning kids and everything with different uh, things going on, which I can't wait for my kid and your kids to hang out more. Um, hopefully in December when we'll cross paths and everything. I think that'll be awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. It'll be a good time. All right, Heather, where can we find you to follow you on your special trip uh, coming up in just a couple of days, you said, next week? Yes. No, no. We're leaving Friday. Friday. Okay, so when you guys hear this on release day, Heather's tomorrow, leaving tomorrow. Heather's <laughs> leaving for Disney World. So, and she honestly, at some point in time, she's not coming back. We we just don't. I mean, at some point mm-hmm. in time, you'll just, hey, when do you get back? No, we don't. We're, yeah. we're actually, we just bought Golden Oak House. We're here. I'll we're just leaving. tell you, like, I purchased a one-way ticket. I sent for my things, and I'm not coming back. Right. That is my goal at some point in my lifetime to actually say that. <laughs> um, so I'll make sure to uh, let you know here first on the podcast whenever that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we follow you, Miss Moana Mom? I am at the Moana Mom on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And the girls, I, I think we are on day two. The the girls are doing a review of our recent Disney wish trip. So mm-hmm. uh, if you want to see my adorable kids, uh, tune into our YouTube channel because they got a lot to say about their trip on the they're Disney They're chatty. Wish. It's really, they're like their mom. <laughs> they're a little chatty. It's kind of fun. It's a lot of fun. Find me, of course, at the Magic on a Dollar on Instagram. Find me on Facebook and on, uh, or find me on Facebook at Magic on a Dollar and Disney on a Dollar. And of course, uh, you can find all of us at Upon a Star Travel uh, at all the websites, including TikTok. Which, by the way, our friend Meredith is just blowing TikTok, TikTok up with our Upon a Star stuff, which is great. And of course, the MSC Podcast—that's the phrase that pays and Pixie Dust and Magic and Love. Find it on Facebook and on Instagram and all those type places as well. So, Heather, this has been a delight to talk to you again, and I'm glad you're uh, glad you're everything's going up in your world and you're going to Disney, which is exciting. I know, but also one last thing: don't yes. forget to follow Jen because she's still yes. in Costa Rica. Yes. So follow at Aponasar Jen on Instagram, and her personal one is Jen underscore Novotny. See how quickly I forgot that she was on the part of the show? You would think I might produce this or something, maybe? Probably. Probably. It's so ingrained. I do another podcast, and when they're like, hey, Dave, give her plugs. I'm like, just <laughs> just, just a routine. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just saying all these words in a row right, right there at one time. So for uh, for Heather, for Jen, be safe. Coming back from Costa Rica, I am Dave. Hey, don't forget to thank your Venetian. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe and may all your wishes come true.